This is Atenea Americana. Atenea Americana. Atenea Americana. A window to the Latin universe. Stanford. 90.1 FM. Radio Atenea Americana. This is Atenea Americana. Bilingual house of culture. On the air and online. Radio Atenea Americana. Su casa de la cultura en la radio y online. Para la radio 90.1 KCSU Stanford. I am Isabel Jubes. Isabel Jubes. Bienvenidos. Atenea Americana. Welcome. Bienvenidos. From Stanford to the world. Our guest is called Lalo Alcaraz. He is an artist who has a stripped cartoon syndicated around the country called La Cucaracha. He works with political satire, and his art and his cartoons are filled with this, as it is also his stand-up comedy and right now his TV writing. So stay with us to learn a little bit more about him. Ese instinto taurino de tu ser me obligó a azotarte Thank you. Uh, today we have a very funny guest. He is Lalo Alcaraz. He is uh, the cartoonist from a very famous and syndicated cartoon called La Cucaracha. He also has a show, a radio show in L.A., Uh, called uh, The Pocho Hour of Power. And he also writes, uh, is writing right now for a new show uh, called Border Town that will be airing uh, this year in spring. And thank you, Lalo, for being here with us in uh, KCSU Stanford. Oh, sure. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Don't, don't tell everybody I'm funny. Because I'm not. <laughs> Oh, no, I heard you before. So tell me a little bit about yourself. So you uh, grow up in the southern border of California, between California and Tijuana. Yeah, I, uh, my parents immigrated from uh, Sinaloa and from Zacatecas, mm -hmm. and they met, uh, they lived in Tijuana. You know, as many immigrants uh, do, they stop there before they come to the U.S., and they didn't meet until they uh, took uh, ESL classes at the high school that I eventually grew up to graduate from mm -hmm. uh, in uh, in San Diego. And, uh, you know, it's like a, a classic migration story, and then they had me. <laughs> and then it was, all, it was all over for them. Mm-hmm. 
you do speak yeah, Spanish. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty bilingual. Okay, great. You you always wanted to draw. You you have been a graphic artist. You do draw cartoons for well for many different places uh, online and uh, very printed publication. For sure, the New York Times. But uh, yeah, I've been in heavy damn paper pretty much at some point a magazine and uh and uh and i had uh you know i had uh cartoons go viral before viral was invented you know <laughs> and uh like and in in the uh in the when i was at san diego state in my for undergraduate uh mm -hmm. studying art uh, i answered an ad for this uh found this journalism foundation called the hispanic link Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I, I answered their ad, they were looking for, uh, articles and cartoons, uh, and they paid a whopping $25, this was like in the, you know, uh, mid, mid eighties, mm -hmm. um, and that was a fortune for a cartoon back then. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I started drawing cartoons for them and they were nationally, you know, never national, uh, mm -hmm. the, the, the publication and it's a training ground for, for Latino journalists run by a great guy named Charlie Erickson and his family. Uh, and so uh, that was my first big kind of national gig, but I was also the cartoonist for my college paper. Every editorial cartoonist out there, they're always the cartoonist for their college paper, which is kind of cool. But you're also now writing for TV. Yeah, you know, after I was an editorial cartoonist, I started doing La Cucaracha mm -hmm. as a weekly cartoon, and then syndicated uh, nationally and I, I pitched that as a uh, as an animated strip uh, animated show also but mm -hmm. I've not had luck uh, and then uh, and I've been writing mo uh, movies I wrote a couple of movies for some studios some scripts uh, in the late 90s uh, and I also uh, wrote I used to write on the Culture Clash television show which is like a a show that appeared on Fox uh, way back in, like, 1996, 97. And, uh, uh, and so uh, after not being in showbiz for a long time, yeah, I got a call from uh, the people behind Family Guy, uh, mm -hmm. and they asked me if I wanted to meet and talk about this uh, new TV show star, uh, called Border Town, mm -hmm. which features uh, half the cast and half the characters are Mexican either Mexican immigrants or Mexican Americans. And, uh, it's, uh, I looked up and I said, Oh my God, this is going to be a historic show. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I will help you do, you know, however you need, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, in any way I can. And I got hired to be uh, on the staff. Great. Sir. And a writer. Great. So, and you you do a lot of uh, political satire, and that's uh, well uh, about the situations, also very much Latinos' uh, circumstances and uh, everything that pertains to us. But also, uh, this show, uh, you know, as is about Family Guy, he is uh, he also like made fun of stereotypes, and is very. Uh, you know, it, it can be a little bit unsensitive, but funny at the same time. I suppose that's kind of the same line the show is, is going for, too. Um, so the reason uh, that I was brought in, and also Gustavo Arellano, who writes the Ask a Mexican column. Mm -hmm. He's the editor of the OC Weekly down here in Orange County. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they brought us in to kind of, you know, be able to pipe in and give, you know, kind of a, a more authentic uh vibe to the show, you know, uh, and, 
And also he brought in uh, other more experienced comedy TV writers, you know, that have been around longer than we have. Um, and so we have like a record, five Latinos that actually work on the show uh, as writers. Uh, and uh, with a total group of about uh, 14 people, I think, más o menos, uh, that write on the show. And it's a very diverse group. Uh, and it's, uh, and I learned a lot, but yeah, I think part of my job is to, uh, make sure, you know, if we use a stereotype to, to use it, you know, for a good purpose or for a smart and funny joke, uh, you know, the, the show is set on the border and there's, uh, every week there's a gag about undocumented immigrants trying to sneak across the border. So, you know, we're not, we're not going to get away from that, <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> That's yeah. part of the border, uh, and uh, and there's a you know there's a cool character El Coyote who you know sneaks uh-huh. uh, sneaks people across the border, but oh he doesn't God. he never he never smuggles drugs, <laughs> he only smuggles people you know. Uh-huh. So, uh, but there's all you know there's also a a, a narco a, a drug dealer you know uh, uh-huh. uh, head of a cartel. Uh, his name is uh, Pablo. Barracuda, uh, and, <laughs> oh, yeah. and all, and you know, he kills people, you know. So, oh, uh, and so there, there's that stuff, and then you know, the main two characters are Bud Buckwald, who is a uh, a racist border patrolman, mm-hmm. uh, and and, uh, and who's been the, tw- the the junior officer for 20 years. You know, you can't figure out uh, why his Mexican neighbor. Ernesto Gonzalez is doing way better than he is, you know. Ernesto's only been here 30 years, but he's a successful uh, businessman and, uh, and and loves his neighbor, you know. But, but the, the Border Patrolman doesn't love anybody, including himself. <laughs> this is Atenea Americana, and I am your host, Isabel Jubes. You may find this and all my shows at stanfordhispanicbroadcasting.org. This is a bilingual cultural show bringing you a window to the Latin and Hispanic universe every week for two hours, one in English and one in Spanish, from Stanford to the world. You can also be part of this, leaving me your comments, sharing your thoughts, and even more at stanfordhispanicbroadcasting.org. I invite you to be part of this. And here today we continue with Lalo Alcaraz, comedian, artist, writer. Stay with us. What about your books? You have at least two books with your cartoons. Yeah, you know, I have some uh, collections of my work. Uh, you can probably find them on eBay now. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, sometimes on Amazon because they're out of print, like uh, La Cucaracha. Yeah, uh, the first year collection, and also Migra Mouse is another book uh, that's a collection of my editorial cartoons is, uh, on immigration. Mm-hmm. And then um, also I have uh, a, a graphic novel that I did with uh, Ilan Stavans, mm-hmm. who's an academic out in Stanford. Uh, he's a uh, Chilango uh, Jew, Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we're the odd couple of uh, writing history books, but he, uh, we did a book called Latino USA, mm-hmm. uh, Cartoon History of Latinos in the United States, uh, and we did around, I think, the year 2000, and we did a second edition uh, recently, and then we just, uh, this last past year, uh, came out with 
Imperfect Union, uh, and Most Imperfect Union, which is a, a history book about the U.S., and, uh, um, it was, uh, two or three weeks, um, on the New York Times bestseller list, so that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm they, sure it was mm-hmm. the first history, U.S. history book written by two Mexicans. <laughs> very good, very good. And uh, how about your show? It's also it's more like a satire show or it's more like a, a talk show with all the happenings of the week? Oh, my radio show, yes, the Pocho Hour of Power, um, and you can hear it on Fridays at four mm-hmm. o'clock uh, in uh, on KPFK in Los Angeles or online at kpfk.org, and it, it is on the Pacifica Network, um, and so it is a you know uh, the station's very progressive, and sometimes some people say too too progressive, <laughs> too liberal, uh, and uh, but we cover uh, it's a talk show uh, where we talk about politics and the arts, you know, because we're all well artists and filmmakers. And performers that that are on the uh, on the staff uh, as hosts, um, and but we interview politicians, we interview uh, movie makers, uh, we interview pe- activists uh, in uh, keeping with the spirit of uh, Pacifica. So it's a very fun show. Sometimes people are scared to come on, <laughs> and uh, and and uh, I I just laugh and um, and hit them. No. Well. <laughs> Well, uh, l- let me tell you, uh, it, it is uh, a little bit, I mean, um, it makes a little people a little bit nervous to talk with humorists when uh, you, you are not, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I have even talked with uh, ex-presidents or, or astronauts, but, you know, it makes me never talk with somebody funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a, like one of my scariest interviews I did on that show was... Uh, I talked to uh, Rita Moreno, man, and I thought, oh, my wow. God, she, I got so nervous. Uh-huh. And uh, she, she kind of yelled at me, too, which is kind of funny. But uh, it was a good interview. Once <laughs> I got warmed up and, and stopped being nervous around her. But, uh, so we've, been, we've, we've interviewed a lot, of, uh, a lot of big people, and so it's, it's been really fun. Cool. And it's been going 10 years. How many? Sorry? I, it's, it's been going on 10 years. I can't get them to fire me. Wow. <laughs> fun. Yeah. So you you are yeah. a great communicator. You are almost in every media. Like now, we just wait for you to appear in some movie somewhere. What is left? <laughs> wow, that'll be the day. We'll see. But uh, I just actually just appeared uh, on uh, Fusion, mm-hmm. uh, the Fusion uh, new Fusion Network, uh, which is a collaboration between Univision and ABC on a special that I helped uh, co-produce as a consulting producer. With uh, Al Madrigal from The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. It's called Half Like Me, and it was about Al's uh, struggle with uh, being half Mexican. Uh, and uh, so it's like a, 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 me and Gustavo Ariano were on it, and we helped him with his journey to help discover uh, his Mexican side. Because we call him a coconut in the beginning, and then tell him, you know, you got to go, uh, go find yourself, man. Mm-hmm. So that just aired uh, nationally. Uh, a couple of uh, about two weeks ago, so yeah, I was on. I was on Prime Time TV the other night. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you? Well, obviously in California, everybody knows. But uh, just to go a little bit abroad, can you uh, tell us a little bit the difference between uh, a pocho, a Chicano, and uh, a Latino or a Hispanic? Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, 
Well, let's start with uh, I, when I grew up. You know, I I I I, I kind of grew up as a Mexican kid uh, on the American side. You know, I mean, I was born in the U.S., but I just thought I was, uh, you know, I was born a poor brown child, mm-hmm. and I was a Mexican. And then I, I became politicized, and I became a Chicano. And a Chicano is, you know, someone who's conscious of uh, of politics and of where they're from. Uh, and uh, and want likes to support uh, uh, la raza, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that means you know supporting uh, la raza here in the U.S. And you know we should also support our people in in Mexico. And um, nowadays, uh, a lot of and you know we started this, I think, uh, to popularize the term pocho mm-hmm. uh, back in uh, in the late '80s when uh, I used to have this magazine called Pocho Magazine, and we would spread the word of pocho pride. Like, uh, you know, it's okay to be a Mexican that can't speak Spanish. You know, it's not a problem. Uh, and so what if you can't eat hachita? You know, if you're a pocho, that's what a, a, a Mexicano would, would call a Mexican that's born here in the U.S. or sometimes even an immigrant that comes to the U.S. Mm-hmm. You're not an authentic Mexican. You know, you, you, you can't eat hot food. You don't eat, speak Spanish. Uh, and you're a gringado. You know, you're like a gringo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Latino is kind of a term. You know that that used as a blanket term for all the different Latino groups here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, I take it as, you know, f- to to be to mean those from Latin America. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so uh, me and the Salvadoreño or or can be Latinos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I encourage people to call themselves whatever they want. You know, if they want to be specific. A lot of kids uh, that are you know Chicanos today or Ochos, they call themselves Mexican, and they don't you know they don't see a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, from Mexican here to Mexican in, in Mexico. And then finally, uh, the H word, I don't really use that, uh, mm-hmm. the Hispanic. I like to say it's uh, it's an ugly word for a beautiful people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't, it's, it, it kind of connotes, you know, kind of Eurocentrism and uh, Europeanism. And uh, uh, it was a fake term come mm-hmm. up uh, that, the, you know, the uh, I think the Nixon administration came up with that to try to classify Mexicans. So mm-hmm. that's not my badge. Okay. And because uh, Hispanic will be not, uh, I mean, Latino will will also involve uh, Brazilians, but Hispanic involves everybody who speaks Spanish, wherever they are, or not. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it has, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, ideally, you know, I mean, I like the word Hispano. I mm-hmm. mean, I think that's a cool word because mm-hmm. uh, I understand, you know, we have uh, people in Spain that speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I understand that, uh, but uh, yeah, Latino, you know, covers the Brazilians who speak Portuguese, mm-hmm. um, and so. But uh, in, in in government terms, here, you know, Hispanic, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> okay. They they always they used to say, "What's the difference uh, between a Chicano and a Hispanic?" Mm-hmm. Well, about forty thousand a year. Oh. <laughs> Here in U.S. <laughs> yeah, the U.S., exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because uh, not everywhere else in Latin America, for sure. That's about the other $20,000 less. <laughs> yeah, 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 Here today we continue with Lalo Alcaraz, comedian, artist, writer. Stay with us. <laughs> 
well, a very busy life. You publish one cartoon every week or every day, and then you have the show, and then you're writing for uh, other, you're writing now for TV, and, uh, well, a lot of commitments. How often is your cartoon going out? Yeah, I, well, um, I, I, I have to draw uh, eight cartoons a week uh, minimum. Wow. Uh, so, uh, you know, today I drew an uh, editorial cartoon. Uh, on the on the on the uh, anti-vaccination mm-hmm. uh, movement, and then uh, that's my editorial cartoon for the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you can see those on Daily Kos or on GoComics.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I tomorrow I'm going to turn in uh, my dailies, so six uh, black and white daily comic strips for the newspaper for La Cucaracha. And then I'm going to draw. Um, then I'm going to translate those into Spanish. Believe it or not. Oh, uh, and and then uh, and then I'm going to do a a Sunday, which is the color Sunday comic that comes out on Sunday, and then uh, and, and that's that's the that's all the cartoons I have to draw this week. Wow. Wow. So one of the, and then, then you are, well, because of course, every day, everything changed. So you normally don't draw something this week that may go outside next week. Yeah, they go, uh, yeah, they are distributed, uh, you know, in the, the daily comic strips go out in, in 10 days. Oh, okay. And then, uh, so in a, you know, in, in about uh, one and a half Mondays. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, the, the Sunday comics come out in about 35 days. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, so that's why if you read the Sunday comics, you know, the feeds mm-hmm. are always, oh, holidays and summer and, mm-hmm. you know, just whatever. Nothing tied to a, you know, current event. It's kind of tough, you know, to, to guess what's happening in 35 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, editorial cartoons. I really like drawing the editorial cartoons because they come out. You can, you can post them online. They come out that minute that you draw it or, you know, for that next Newsday in the newspaper, you know, it's kind of, it's a good feeling. I like that. Yeah, because a, a lot of things just happen today and you have to write them like uh, what happened in Paris a few weeks ago. And th- I, I saw that you draw something instantly for the next day. Oh, yeah. No, I was, uh, yeah, I was flying uh, from uh, L.A. to Houston mm-hmm. and I uh, I got the Wi-Fi on the plane mm-hmm. uh, and I saw the, the news uh, and it was uh, terrible news of that terrorist attack mm-hmm. in Paris, uh, and uh, then I saw, you know, the, the, uh, even more terrible, four cartoons were targeted, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, in solidarity with them, uh, I drew uh, the cartoon on the plane, took a picture of it with my phone, and then mm-hmm. posted it, uh, sent it to my, eventually I sent it to my editor, and I just posted it to Facebook and, and Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, and it went viral, you know, it got like a, a, a eight and a half thousand uh Uh, retweets on Twitter, which is like, it's my biggest thing I've ever done online, I think, you know, and it was just crazy. Um, But although, you know, I don't exactly support making fun of uh, Allah or uh, Muslims just, Mm -hmm. just, just, just to make fun of them. It it seemed like some of the cartoons that were there were kind of just to make fun of uh, Islamic people because uh, they would get mad and To me, satire is more, you know, you make you make fun of people that need to be taken down a notch, you know. So rich, the rich and powerful uh, should be our number one target. Yeah, yeah but, but, you know, it was most, mostly about the freedom of expression. But, yeah, even if right. you, you are not with that, you, you don't believe in what yeah, they're doing, but they have the right to tell. 
Yeah. That's right. That, that is right. And uh, I was talking with a conservative uh, who writes me uh, emails all the time, <laughs> and, uh, and and he he said he sent me letters to the editor that someone had written in San Diego, and and he told me, uh, you know, they're they're trying to censor you, uh, and. Uh, uh, I will write a letter defending you, even though I don't like what you write. But you know, it's your, you have the right to say it. And he said that's and that's a very liberal thing. That's what I said. Well, why? If that's a liberal thing, then why do all these Republicans constantly demand that they cut my strip from the <laughs> newspaper? You know, the, there's always also a letter that says, you know what? If the strip bothers you so much, don't look at it. Yeah. Problem solved. Problem yeah. solved. <laughs> exactly, and uh, and then you also have a, a lot of fun with hate mail. You you even publish it everywhere because it's so hilarious sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah, the, uh, there's uh, there's a, a retired uh, Tea Party history teacher that uh, writes loves of just. He's my number one fan, I think, <laughs> and he he writes me how I'm wrong. You know, every he knows every strip that I've done and. You know, I forget after I draw them, I send them out, I forgot what I've done. And this guy is on top of it. He should be my archivist, you know. And and, uh, and I love posting them on Facebook just to, just to show, you know, people, this is what I have to deal with in my job. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not always, you know, it's not always glamorous drawing in my calzones, uh, <laughs> you know, here at my studio by myself. Uh, sometimes I have to deal with, uh, you know, idiots like this, you know. <laughs> I think so. I think he's the most dedicated reader I have. And, and I'm glad I can bring some sunshine into his life. <laughs> Good. Well, I won't take any more of your valuable time. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just going to pick up a, a kid from uh, uh, high school uh, practice. So, oh, uh, you have all. kids? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have some yeah. of those, too. <laughs> oh, yes, yes they're, they're, aw they're <laughs> awful people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you very much, and I hope to have you soon again and uh, know more about uh, you. We'll, uh, be looking, uh, we'll be following you. I'm looking forward to all your... I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it so much. And I want to invite everyone to read La Cucaracha online every day. You don't have any excuse. It's on uh, Yahoo Comics, Go Comics. Uh, uh, my, my editorials are on the Daily Co's mm -hmm. website. Uh, and uh, Border Town is coming out in September mm -hmm. on Fox, uh, awesome. Sunday night. So uh, stay tuned for that. You'll, you'll hear all about it for sure. Oh, there will be... There will be controversy. <laughs> Good. Great. And we'll be there to talk about it then. <laughs> we'll invite Great. you to talk about it. Thank you. And that with Atenea Americana today was Lalo Alcaraz. He is a comedian, a writer, an artist and creator of La Cucaracha. So remember to come back next week for more. And you can listen to this show and more at stanfordhispanicbroadcasting.org. And this was Atenea Americana. Ateneo Americano. Stanford 90.1 FM. Ateneo Americano. A window to the Latin universe. This is. Radio. 
Atenea Americana. Bilingual House of Culture. On the air and online. Su casa de la cultura en la radio y online. Para la radio 90.1 KCSU Stanford. I am Isabel Juves. Isabel Juves. Vuelve pronto. Atenea Americana. From Stanford to the world. Remember to come back soon. Ciao. See you later.